Get ready for another episode of The Awake Space. I'm Lori Rivers, your host. And this is where you come for inspiration to help you with your aspirations and get some of the most important astrological information you can find on the internet to make sure you're up to date with the latest going-ons up there. Because as above, so below. All right, so we've uh, just wound up the first week of June. And, of course, Mercury retrograde. And it's really funny. I I watch on TikTok, um, and there's all these people blaming all the chaos and all the big feels and um, tragedies on Mercury retrograde. And uh, I have one message for you guys. That's not it. That's not what's been doing it. Mercury retrograde is minor inconveniences. Okay. It's things like your schedule got snafu'd or um, you made a lot of typos or your computer bugged out, which can feel like a tragedy, but really on a cosmic scale, it's a minor inconvenience. It might hurt for the moment, but it's something that you can do something about. What was going on last week, and if you're not a patron, um, you probably want to be. Uh, you know, that sounds really pushy, but I give updates every two and a half days. It's not like you don't get something to be a patron. Um, you know, it's not just a, a t-shirt, which, you know, I might, I might go to that, give you guys t-shirts at some level, but uh, not today. Now, while Mercury is in retrograde, that's the kind of thing that would get screwed up. So, um, what what was going on was uh, we had some really big lunar transits, and uh, lunar transits are something I'm passionate about people understanding because you can look at all the better talked about ones because you know everybody likes to to look at the sexy stuff, you know, outer planets, tertiary planets, Mercury retrograde, it's an inner planet, but because it, it, it's a little joker and, and messes with us a couple times a year, um, people tend to focus on that. And that's where a little bit of knowledge becomes a dangerous thing. And astrology is such an amazing tool not just for self-awareness and self-actualization, giving you guideposts to healing. It is also an amazing uh, tool for kind of looking at where the cosmic tide is at. And the, the transits that get most overlooked by the general population are, are, are the obvious transits to... An experienced astrologer and those are lunar transits actually even some experienced astrologers want to just be fancy and um I, i'm really well known for my love of simplicity so we're going to talk a little bit about lunar transits because i'm getting my luna sorry living by luna class recorded so it can be up hopefully by the end of Mercury retrograde. I've been teaching it all along to my patrons um, who sign up at the Living by Luna tier, but I'm formalizing it into a video series with a little um, 
guidebook that'll help walk you through. And so we're going to talk about lunar transits because that's honestly what made basically uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, now Sunday, and into tomorrow, the shit show that they were uh, for a lot of people. It wasn't for everybody, and we're going to talk about that too because really depends on the consciousness, really depends on your chart layout, on how these transits impact you. Not everyone feels everything the same way because we're all different, right? And that's expressed in our astrological charts. Not to mention, we have Pluto retrograde. We have Saturn retrograde. Those, uh, that whole tiredness thing is Saturn retrograde. And the reason why stuff didn't blow up as bad as it could over the weekend is because Pluto is retrograde. We need to be kind of thankful for that because Mars was in opposition from cancer. And uh, that's some pretty big energy. And we'll talk a little bit about that in one of the segments here. So we're going to talk about lunar transits, why it wasn't Mercury retrograde that was screwing everything up. Again, minor inconveniences, folks. That's And by the way, you can cut your freaking hair just going to say that and cut your freaking hair. So, uh, let's get on with the show. So I'm kicking out in the backyard. You can hear the birds singing and probably a dog will bark here or there because I'm surrounded by the puppies right now. Um, sipping on some iced coffee with a little bourbon in it because, you know, it's Sunday and I can do that. And I'm not on TikTok right now and I can just be Lori. So not that I'm not me on TikTok, I am, but I'm, I'm filtered just because, you know, there's a little younger audience there and in some cases and there's different rules. Every platform's its own thing. And so, uh, anyway, let's talk about what made last week, or especially this weekend, um, as intense as it was. So, the moon transited um, through Pisces, and that's why everybody was kind of tired midweek, heading into the weekend. Pisces is uh, often low energy when the moon is there. And so, um, we're building towards the new moon on June 10th which also happens to be a solar eclipse. And so after the lunar eclipse on the 26th of May and all the release, that Pisces energy was giving us kind of a chance to calibrate to our new reality as we choose to make it. Um, I'll talk a little bit about that a little later. Um, And then the moon moved into Aries and that's when I gave my astro alert. Not because the moon in Aries is inherently alert-worthy, but because Venus had just moved into Cancer, and so the moon was squaring off with Venus from Aries. While Mars in Cancer was approaching its exact square with, or sorry, its exact opposition to Pluto. This is a lot of energy. Like, forget all the words that were astrological leads. This is just a lot of emotional 
energy. And so the majority of people who are highly reactive, that's the majority of the population. Most people aren't all that mindful, right? More people are now than has ever been in the history of humanity. But uh, most people are not thinking all that much. They're just reacting. And so I gave an alert for at least my followers to know, hey, take a breath, count to 10. You don't want to be overly reactive over the weekend because we had that square to Venus. And, and honestly, what most people consider negative aspects, which are squares and oppositions, I don't consider them negative. I consider them creative or clarifying. They always help make decisions or come up with something innovative. Um, it doesn't mean it's smooth. It's usually the bumpy bits in life that make us you know, figure out a direction. And uh, anyway, so it starts out with Moon Square Venus. And we've had a lot of women's issues coming up. A lot of women were talking online about all of the different legislation against female bodies and taking away um, any kind of self-determination um, in a lot of states. Looking at you, Texas. Um and yeah, that's my political opinion. Um, so that's one way you could look at it. But you could look at uh, repressed anger coming up as people understood their value and taking things very personally. Um, it could be anything from childhood wounds coming up too. And there were a lot of triggers. Um, and I saw a lot of triggered people online. So then there was Saturday... And the energy was kind of building. And it was really funny. I decided to go out even though I knew Saturday or Friday night and um, or Friday and Saturday were going to be tense, especially um, kind of Saturday in the daytime was going to be tense into the evening. And uh, so I went out. I went on a date. I met Gentleman X. And it was an extremely clarifying experience. There's nothing inherently wrong with him. I just realized, you know, I would rather be working on my astrology stuff than hanging out with somebody cuddling. <laughs> Which is really funny because the moon was transiting my fifth house. And it was like, hmm, what would be more fun right now? And the idea of working on my stuff felt so much more fun He's a really nice guy, he really is. But I was just like, this feels too much like my second marriage. And I'm going to be bored really quick. So I haven't heard back from him either. So I think we both probably came to that awareness that, you know, maybe this isn't it. So anyway... The traffic sucked. Now, part of that was Mercury retrograde, but then add in the moon in Aries, getting, you know, squaring off with Cancer, Cancer Mars and the Capricorn Pluto, and it was just gridlocked. It was just gridlocked, and there were cranky people, and so I just kept my little bubble going, and I listened to meditation music, and I did my best not to be cranky either, and I still found myself a little annoyed on, uh, on Friday night, you know, because I went out on Friday. That's what it was. I went out on Friday. Um, it was the best window of time, but by Saturday morning, I just really needed to get home, and it took almost two hours for me 
to get back home um, from one side of LA to the other, which that's long even for here. I'm glad I have a Prius. So notice, I have a lot of experience. I knew it was coming and I managed to ride the wave pretty well and I got a lot of clarity. Not gonna lie, it was really good for me to see that. And uh, I found myself, I have a good friend in Singapore and he and I often talk about intellectual things and all kinds of art things and what have you and and, and about relationships and stuff. And um, I was like, dude, I think maybe... I don't want to be in a relationship. Maybe it's just social cultural programming that's left over. I like being independent. I don't even like sleeping in the same bed with somebody anymore. It's been so long since I've done that. And he was like, yeah, maybe that was it. You know, and I was like, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like cake. It always kind of looks good. And then when you go to eat it, it's not as good as the idea. Like, I have had very little cake in my life that's met my expectation from the visual cues. But when you find that cake, it's amazing, right? So that was kind of representative of those squares. It was a little bit of frustration involved. And uh, Mars being in Cancer, like, what did I want to feel? What am I going to go for? Where am I going to put my emotional energy? And in opposition to Pluto and Capricorn, which is retrograde right now, which is good because I think we would have seen some really big booms if it was direct. Um, And there was all kinds of crazy stuff in the news. Let me look at the Discord server. By the way, if you haven't been um, or if you are on Patreon and you haven't joined our Discord, please do. It's a chat app and we have all kinds of conversations. I love the conversations that are happening. Um including in our uh, off-topic social chat, which is kind of funny, um, where I was talking about um, needing a bagel with pickles and cheese. I mean, that's not astrological, but it's in our off-topic chat. So all, all things can happen. And astrologically, I, it, it was because Mars is approaching my son, by transit and um food is everything because i'm a cancerian but anyway so here are some of the headlines that came up from all of that um let me pull them up because i was putting them in the horoscope discussions let's see uh somebody put up Oh, I talked about homelessness coming up. Um, somebody sent a headline from their newspaper where homeless were were boosted from a co- uh, controversial Upper West Side hotel. There was some earthquakes that I talked about off of the coast of Oregon. Um, I've got an earthquake watch going right now for the moon in Taurus. Talk about that in a little bit. Um, the Texas teen who, who made headlines talk in her graduation speech because of Texas's new anti-abortion laws, um, South Carolina couple arrested or likened to Bonnie and Clyde and, and all of those kind of validate the prediction I gave in Patreon, where I was talking about either violence towards women, either legislatively or uh, domestic violence being up. There was another headline where, a bunch of headlines actually about domestic violence being up, violence towards women being up, 
had several followers get a hold of me and tell me they they suffered sadly assault um, over the weekend. Um, they weren't in my Patreon, um, so I th- I have to be careful about giving alerts like that on TikTok. I don't I don't want to have my videos taken down, so um, I try to talk about them on lives, and of course, not everybody can see that. That's why I urge you, if you, you want to follow along with what I'm doing, you know, uh, get on to Patreon. Because, you know, 11 bucks a month, you get a hell of a lot of updates. Um, because I, I don't get censored there and I don't get censored on this podcast. But I also don't want to make like a bunch of, of predictions here. I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm just chatting freeform. I'm making my Venus and Gemini happy on this po- podcast. This is, uh, Pure self-indulgence, if you will. So those were some of the... By the way, that's a dog drinking water outside and a very loud bird. But anyway, squirrel. Um, So that's why it was so crunchy. That was just a lot of energy. Um, I did do a couple of live streams on TikTok talking about that. By the way... Uh, TikTok is obviously not the only venue and I'm not a huge fan of Instagram, but I'm starting to kind of get the impulse to go over and build that a little bit more. So if you guys are, um, interested in me doing more on Instagram, that's Instagram, you know, specific content, go give me a follow over at woke astrologer wokeastrologer.com I'll put I'll put it in the podcast description go follow me over there and if you're following me uh, go ahead and send me a message saying hey yeah I'd uh, I'd like I'd like some Instagram specific content and let me know do you want videos do you want memes do you want me to go live let me know um, I'm looking for input that'd be great so now that was the moon in Aries causing trouble. But then we move into uh, moon in Taurus. And moon in Taurus calmed things down just a little bit until tonight. And we are getting awfully close to where it won't be calm because the moon will be conjuncting Uranus. And this happens every month and it's going to be happening every month as long as Uranus is in Taurus. Uh, And so we're... About six hours away. No, wait. Yeah, we're about six hours away from the exact conjunction, which means seismic activity may be most likely at maybe around 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. in the morning on the West Coast. And it's the West Coast I'm looking at. I'm kind of looking at Southern Oregon down to Mexico. Um, I don't think the Northwest is going to get hit by anything sizable, but I do think we'll see a larger than 5.0, possibly, possibly. That's my analysis is based off the astrology. And then I go look at the earthquake app and I see kind of like what's been going on. So bigger than a 5.5, not the big one. I don't see indications for that. Um, But, you know, just be, be wary if you live from Southern Oregon down through Southern California, June 6th through the 7th, from about maybe 10 p.m., 11 p.m. to about 2, 3 in the morning. 
Because, you know, why would it ever happen in the middle of the daytime? That would be crazy sauce, right? But that's just when the transit is. Um, expect some goofy headlines. Um, maybe some crazy dreams. Depends on who you are. I've got the uh, rising sign horoscopes up on Patreon with the moon and Taurus information. And the moon will be in Taurus until the 8th. And then the moon slips in to Gemini. And so Gemini, the, just expect communications to be really fucked up. I'm just not going to lie. Um, because the moon will be enhancing Mercury retrograde. It'll also be going over the transiting north node. This is a really good IT, a time to be inspired. It's not a good time to start anything new, but you might get ideas about how to rework a project or how to get something you've wanted to get going that isn't going off the ground, make changes to things. That's a good time for it. You can surf the cosmic tide and work work, work with the energy, by the way. Um, uh, oh, God, I forgot to mention. So, uh, yeah, the other reason I'm looking at an earthquake is because when the moon is uh, conjuncting Uranus, it'll be squaring off with uh, Saturn retrograde. So my guess is it's going to be a fairly active fault line already that just gets more activity. It's not anything um, new. So if you're in an area that's had some rumbles and bumps, uh, be aware you might feel something a little more keenly tonight. Uh, So moving back to the moon in Gemini. This is like a very Mercury retrograde podcast episode. Um, oops, my dog is like sleepy. Here we go. This way now. So we're walking over to the shade, taking you with me. So this moon in Gemini is is it's kind of active minds. So for those of you with the mutable placements, that would be Gemini, Virgo, Sag, and Pisces. Um, this new moon is going to be getting you guys pretty well. Um, the moon is uh, really kind of spurring you on. It's forcing you to look at things differently. It's forcing you to look at how you communicate. Um, forcing you to look at your ideas and, you know, you were letting go of limiting thoughts and behaviors with the sad full moon. Now you're looking at, like, what do I want to replace it with? What new ideas about myself can I do? And it, it's, it's going to be big changes. Get ready. Get ready to fasten your seatbelts because this is um, it's going to be a really active energy, very fast energy. The changes are going to come very rapidly. And you need to think about yourself in different ways. And that's what these lunar transits have been giving you the opportunity to do. Um, so, you know, I was talking about my thoughts on relationships. It has nothing to do with Gentleman X. He's a very fine man. He's a, he's a good man. Um, there's nothing wrong with him. There's nothing wrong with me. I was just assessing, you know, what do I want? What do I want? And I was like, you know, I, I don't want that. <laughs> I like what I've got. I like what I've built. Um, I like that. So, and it's funny because this new moon is hitting my Venus. It's going to be within three degrees. Um, 
It's also squaring my progressed moon and sun, which are forming a new moon right now. So I'm into a new phase in life. And uh, it's I'm being asked to really get honest with myself. What, what really is mine? What am I not letting myself have be do? Um, where have I been holding back? You know, so... Um, Astrology isn't deterministic, you know. It really isn't. Astrology is about um, being able to dig into the many possibilities. You know, train your mind, train your emotions, um, be as self-determining as possible. And it doesn't mean you throw the baby out with the bathwater. It doesn't mean you're like, oh, screw society. I mean, we can say that. But that doesn't usually work out any better than just doing things robotically, you know, so learning to consider things well, by the way, consider means with the stars. It isn't a term people coined because astrologers make decisions with the stars. Consider. It's a contemplative thing. So uh, there's that. So that's what's been going on. Um, I'm going to do the Patreon shout out where I'm going to thank all my uh, patrons. I do them in batches. Um, If you're one of those patrons, I want to say a big thank you to you. And uh, if I miss you, I will get you in another episode. So let's talk about lunar transits for a minute here um, before I get to why the week was nuts or the weekend was nuts. And that is because lunar transits govern day-to-day activities. They govern daily life. The moon, one, is super close to Earth. We know there is a relation between its gravitational and magnetic pull um, to the tides on our planet. It regulates sleep. Um, University of Washington just did a study last year on that. Um, growing seasons, menstruation, all kinds of things are impacted by the moon and the lunar transits, which include the phases. So I got asked on TikTok and I thought it was a really good question. Um, they said, are you talking about phases or are you talking about the signs the moon is traveling through? And it is both because A new moon in Gemini is going to be different than a full moon in Gemini. It's going to be different than a first or last quarter moon. There's a different kind of energy expressed. Astrology is a really deep subject. You can't just black and white this stuff. You can't just all or nothing astrology. It's got lots of gradients and it is a subject of uh, finite details, the minutiae matter. And so when we look at the lunar transits, it's not just emotionality. Um, But humans, and all humans, there's no one exempt from that, are at the mercy of their emotional guidance system. Okay, and that's whether you're responsive or reactive. Where's your consciousness at? And our emotions are what produce thought. So if you keep thinking the same thing over and over and over and wanting to be mad, 
it's because the hormones for being mad are really strong and you've got a pattern to that. Neuroscience has proven that out too. Go look up Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor and watch her videos on YouTube. So it's why I teach so much about how to use this energy and how to slow down your reactivity. You are not forced to live at the whim of your limbic system or your primitive brain. You have a frontal cortex and you can use it regardless of any trauma you have sustained. Um, you can learn how to engage it. I know I have suffered trauma from infancy into my 20s and it was extreme and I still managed to gain control over my brain. Not because I'm special, took a lot of work, took a lot of study and it was considered impossible at one point. But then neuroscience started proving it false, that we can build new neural pathways. It just takes time and dedication. And you gotta be easy on yourself and not beat yourself up, okay? When you don't get it the way you wanna get it. But instead of you feeling bad, I'm wanting you to have some hope with this. So you don't have to live at the mercy of the stress hormones. Just deep breathing alone, learning how to breathe deeply can help you learn how to calm your system down so that you're not in a constant state of fight and flight. And for me, that was my first goal. I wanted to feel peace on the inside. And um, it took quite a few years to get there. I was in my 30s when I finally managed to get that peaceful feeling and then I worked on other things like hmm, I want to be happy what does that look like peace is worth it and happy I have managed to find which is pretty fun and you do that through consciousness exercises and we can gain more understanding about our consciousness through understanding lunar transits and that's why I teach living by Luna because we observe the lunar transits and we correlate what's going on, okay? What's going on day to day in our individual lives. And um, it's a powerful, powerful exercise. Uh, my students are really enjoying the new awarenesses and seeing what days are gonna be more likely, they're gonna have more to work on or be more emotional or need to be by themselves more while they work on stuff. And I promise you don't end up having to live those transits like that forever. It changes, it morphs, and you might find that it changes with your progress chart too. Cause I've done that. I've been like, oh wow, I really made it through my natal eighth house transits, great. And then I'll be like, hey, the moon's supposed to be like in my first house. Why am I feeling so angsty? And I look, it's my progress 12. And I'm like, oh, new level to work on. Cool. So you're never done till you're done, but have hope. It gets easier and easier. What's, what I consider crunchy and um, annoying or frustrating now, those are days I would have paid money for 20 years ago, 30 years ago. I would have paid to feel like I feel on my worst day to day. Um, that's how much better life is. So putting it in perspective is also useful. So lunar transits govern our day to day life. 
And so, you know, you can have a moon calendar. There's an app called the Moon Calendar app. Um, or, and it's, it's actually really good. Um, it's got some really good information. It kind of blends the witchy stuff in, which makes sense. Witches have always worked with the moon as well. They didn't necessarily do it as astrologers. A lot of times witches um, were common folk, not always, but a lot of times. And so common folk tend to work with moon phases, not necessarily the moon signs. Um, and so, and they did that for planting, ritual work, etc. So that is valid. It's just not necessarily stemming from astrology. Okay. So they're related, but you know, the moon has been something that has impacted every single culture on this planet because when humans look up, we either see it or we don't. Right. And it's looking different all the time. And we have a real connection with Luna. So uh, stay tuned. I'll be talking more about the Living by Luna class once I have it ready to go for a wider audience. And again, I want to thank my patrons for being amazing at helping me kind of get a better curriculum put together. Um, Because it's hard when you've been doing something for so many years to get down to that beginner mind. So um, they've been wonderful over the last few months and, uh, I'm excited to be able to get this out into the world. So lunar transits will always show what activities are happening, what's most likely to occur on a day-to-day basis, depending on the house and the sign the moon is transiting in your natal chart. And then if we look at the mundane, wider mass consciousness, we'll see things from that perspective as well. And remember, you do not read a natal chart the same as you do mundane astrology. They're interpreted very differently. So um, I might do a little workshop on the difference just to help clear that up. All right. We'll get to uh, talking about Saturn retrograde here in a little bit um, to end the podcast. But first, go find out in the next segment why this week was a shit show. Okay, so Saturn is also retrograde. And I've heard a lot of people saying, oh, Mercury retrograde is making me tired. No, that's not Mercury retrograde. It's Saturn retrograde. Mercury retrograde is not going to make you tired. Mercury retrograde is going to mess up your communications, your car, public transportation, press uh, releases or press conferences. People make speaking gaffes. Somebody might leak information or somebody might hack somebody or somebody's computer system might fail or a communications network might have a glitch. Your internet might glitch. That kind of stuff. Uh, But the tired, the fatigue, that's really Saturn because we're being asked to innovate our structures, both on a social cultural level and in our daily life. So if your routine isn't working, wherever that Saturn is transiting your chart. Okay. So somebody got a hold of me on TikTok today, June 6th, and was like, Hey, so that Saturn retrograde is really killing me in my second house. Your second house on the surface is finances. And I said, yeah, it's asking you to be innovative. 
it, it, the same old, same old thing is not going to be working. Your tried and true methods, your normal discipline is not going to cut it right now. Because when Saturn's direct, regardless of the sign it is in, it has, it behaves a lot more like it does when it's in Capricorn. It has those kinds of, you know, structure, discipline, authoritarian um, type energies. When it's retrograde, it acts more like um, Aquarius. And so think more Uranian-like. Well, and it's in Aquarius. So this is like double innovation. You cannot do the same thing. You cannot do the same old, same old. You've got to think outside of the box. You've got to be like, what box? you got to work with those epiphanies. That crazy idea that comes in, man, that's probably it. And then you got to figure out how to do it differently. If you've been stuck in your routines, if you've been trying to do it the same old, same old because your teacher or your dad or some guru online told you that was the only way it was going to work, well, guess what? It's not going to work. You've got to think out of the box. Um, It doesn't mean you risk everything. And, you know, like in the terms of crypto, it doesn't mean diamond hands, which means hold on to a thing, the knife when it's falling. Um, It doesn't mean that. It means you've got to think differently. There might be something you've always wanted to do that you've always ruled out because you didn't think it was going to work. Start researching ways it might work. Okay, the world has changed a lot. The system has been acting like we're still in like 1990, you know, or that the Internet is a new thing and that social media is a new thing. It's not a freaking new thing. Okay, I've had an account at Astro.com since 1996, the year my son was born. He's 25. He's young, but he is not new. He's tall. He's hairy. He's got a beard. He's had a beard. He's not a baby anymore. Way bigger than me. So the internet is not new. It's not even met its full potential, but it's not new. And these tools have been out there. So I think we really saw during the pandemic how... um, how far behind in the United States we are technologically. Um, Really, a lot of the work from home stuff should have been a seamless transfer. Um, School from home should have been a seamless transfer because being an astrologer, I mean, besides being an astrologer, I'm also, um, I've been online since you could be online and I'm a business consultant and I help people monetize online. And... um, build, you know, their ideas out into products, whether it's information products or setting up e-commerce. Although I'm, I'm not a fan of physical products. I really love information products. Um, Venus in Gemini, um, Mars in Sag, woo, self-publishing, um, and, and marketing and things like that. And I was working with, um, a special education high school in Portland, Oregon, back in 2014, they hired me as a consultant to help put together the systems for doing an online school. And then their president of their school was a boomer and didn't understand it and squished the program. But they had the whole thing. I I had outlined it all. I'd had key players on board. They retained all of my work. So guess what? When the pandemic happened, they were ready to roll. 
they were ready to roll. They knew exactly what to do. They had the plan. And their students, many of whom um, would have had an extremely difficult time with disruption, um, did very, very well because they had kind of slid some kind of hybrid online stuff in, even though the president of the school didn't like it. So the kids were used to doing a little bit online anyway. And it doesn't mean it wasn't challenging still, but they were far more prepared than if they weren't. Um, So if you're not using the internet to your advantage, Saturn Retrograde is asking you to take a look at it one more time just one more time take a look at it it's retrograde through october let those inspirations happen now mercury retrograde isn't the time to start anything new but it is sure a good time to research and plan an idea that you haven't gotten around to um that crazy idea that just might work you never know um this podcast is a result of a what the hell moment when I decided to start blogging astrology because I'd been on Reddit and I saw how much bad astrological information was out there and I thought, okay, that's it. I can't take this anymore. I'm going to come out as an astrologer. I don't care if I lose street cred as a business consultant and business developer. I'm going to educate these people because there were a bunch of young kids who were feeling horrible about themselves and their lives. And the, and there was no cause for that. Um, and I wanted to make sure people had good information that empowered them versus made them feel terrible about life and themselves. So um, speaking of, I hope you feel good about yourself and your life. And if you don't, I'd love to help you do that. You can read more on my blog, Become a Patron. Uh, if you want to support this podcast, again, big thank you to my patrons. Um, you guys are amazing. We're having so much fun in that Discord server. I want to thank you for building community there. That's pretty fun. And then uh, you can also find me on TikTok. And Instagram. Go follow me on Instagram. I'm going to build my stuff out there. I'll stop being a sourpuss about it. We'll we'll do more there. But uh, let me know what you want to know. Tell me me in a message on uh, Instagram. You can find all the links in the podcast description. I'm Lori Rivers. And thanks for listening to me yammer along about astrology and life as uh, we experience it. Talk to you next episode. it's time for the patron shout out if you're one of my patrons i love you guys thank you so much for supporting this podcast and the tiktok and the awake space and all the other stuff i'm getting going the youtube channel it's all coming i've got the new lights you saw them on tiktok last week i'm loving those um still working on getting good at using them but uh they're pretty snazzy so got a bunch of new patrons to talk about let's take a look here want to thank carrie rachel moody michelle uh let's see devin uh marissa lauren erica katie uh yes hannah kirsten 
And uh, as always, I'm going to give another shout out to Mackenzie and Carrie Wilson. She's an amazing, actually, Carrie Wilson is an amazing medium. If you're not following her, you should. Uh, let's see, Marie, uh, Bear, Nancy again, and Nicole Cormier, the numerology lady. You should follow her on TikTok as well. She's a really good friend of mine. Um, I've known her for oh, way too many years. We're not going to admit to uh, she's a Canuck who does a fantastic job of doing tarot. So look up the numerology lady on TikTok. Uh, she's pretty cool. So I want to thank everybody for their support. And I'll do another round of shout outs in the next podcast episode.